Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to use the statewide forms to put together a lease option. If you haven't already, however, um, listened to the episode describing why sellers should never enter a lease option contract with a buyer, please listen to that episode first. If you're a listing broker representing a seller, I do not encourage you to encourage your sellers to enter a lease option contract. But I've been around the block enough times to know that there are some sellers who can get the world's best advice from their real estate broker, even from their lawyer, and still choose to move forward with a lease option, even if you're telling them there are, that there are risks in doing so and that there is absolutely no upside to the seller in doing so, they still insist that they wanna do a lease option. If you're in that scenario, representing a buyer or representing a seller where the parties are going to move forward with a lease option, then you need to know how to use the statewide forms to create that lease option. You need three parts to any residential lease option contract. You need the lease, you need the option, and you need a purchase and sale agreement. The lease is form 68. That is the statewide form lease. So buyer and seller are going to enter the lease with seller being the landlord and buyer being the tenant. And this is a standalone contract. So buyer and seller, when they sign this agreement, they are in a lease relationship. They're in a landlord tenant relationship. As I mentioned in the video I was referenced a second ago, sellers should never ever accidentally become landlords. Before seller becomes a landlord broker, you absolutely must advise that seller to seek legal counsel about all of the obligations that attend being a, a landlord in Washington state. Okay, but when they say they wanna move forward, Form 68 is the lease contract between seller as a landlord, buyer as the tenant. Simultaneously with executing the lease, you will, you will have the parties execute an option contract. The option is Form 75. And when you complete the option contract, what you are saying from buyer to seller is buyer saying to seller, hey seller, I want the opportunity in the future, the sole right to be able to purchase your property in the future. And you, when you fill out the form broker, will, will fill out the form to identify how long the option lasts. It can be two months, it can be two years, it can be any amount of time that, that, that the option can um, persist that the parties want. You fill out the option contract and the buyer is saying to the seller, into the future, I have the sole and exclusive right to purchase your property. And I am giving you in exchange for the right to purchase your property an option fee. Now that option fee can be any amount. Uh, it can, uh, it is oftentimes credited to the future purchase of the property, assuming that the property is purchased, but it doesn't have to be. And in fact, listing brokers think through this. Your seller is giving away an extraordinarily valuable right 
through this option contract. They're giving away the right to be able to sell their own property. That's worth something. If they're going to give away the right to sell their property for however long they're giving the, the right away, shouldn't they get something in exchange for that? If they get something nominal in exchange for that, is it worth it? If they get something of value in exchange for that, but then end up crediting that back to the buyer in the future, then have they really gotten anything anyway? So brokers think through the significance of the option fee as you fill out the option contract form 75. And as you fill out form 75, you will realize that there is reference in that form to an attached purchase and sale agreement. Why? Because what the buyer and seller are agreeing with the option contract is that in the future, buyer will have the right to purchase seller's property. For how much? Closing through what title company? Who's paying closing costs? All of those questions have to be answered at the time that the buyer and seller enter the option agreement. Those questions are all answered through an attached purchase and sale agreement. And so the attached purchase and sale agreement is the contract that the buyer and seller may sign in the future if the buyer exercises the option. That means, broker, that when you fill out the purchase and sale agreement, you need to have your Form 21. You need to have, if the buyer and seller are going to have a financing contingency, you need to have your 22A. If you're going to have the optional clauses addendum, you need to have 22D. If you're going to have an inspection contingency, maybe you aren't because buyer's been living there for however long in most cases, but maybe you are, then you're going to include the Form 35. In other words, you're going to have a, a complete purchase and sale agreement unsigned by either buyer or seller, but with terms fully negotiated between buyer and seller attached to the Form 75. Because the Form 75 option contract says that in the future, buyer has the right to purchase the property on these established price and terms. If you haven't attached, the price and terms, in other words, a robust purchase and sale agreement that, that dictates the price and terms, if you haven't attached that to the Form 75, then the Form 75 is meaningless. So brokers, again, in order to have a complete lease option agreement, you need the lease, Form 68 if you're using statewide forms, and you need the option contract, Form 75, signed by both parties with an attached but unsigned complete purchase and sale agreement. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please visit the Legal Hotline Library at warealtor.org. And then if you'd like to ask me a question, click on the link to do so. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.